We hit I mean, record. Very cavalier. Very <laughs> cavalier of us to come in without an intro. But the idea behind this podcast was I'm Eric Reeser. That's Matty Ice Hayes. We're two NBA fans. We're two fans of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think later on in this, we'll kind of explain why we became fans of this this team. Yeah. And I think we're going to have similar routes to get there. I'm from Columbus. Maddie, you are a Cincinnati Cavs fan by way of Baltimore. That's right. So a lot of people listening would be like, well, how the hell did these guys choose the Cleveland Cavaliers? Well, we're going to get to that in a sec. Yeah. I, I think what we had initially thought of doing um, was an NBA, a Cavaliers-centered NBA podcast. That was really all the thought that went into this. <laughs> and then a name kind of came from there. And so this, really, this incarnation of, of audio that you're consuming right now will likely be the first and every single week we put something out, likely every Wednesday, gets better from here and then it'll be a polished product (laughs) that we can actually be proud of and that can entertain. So the first thing I I did want to do was because Cavs opened the season tonight was I wanted something out before tip off between the Cavaliers and the Raptors in Toronto. Tons of excitement with this team this season. A lot of it has to do with how they performed last year before in the injury bug ate them alive. Yeah. Then of course, along comes a spider and Donovan Mitchell. And it's been a hell of a summer in Ohio with free agents that I didn't think there was a chance. The Cavaliers would land Donovan Mitchell. All signs pointed to New York. That's right. I was shocked. And I remember exactly where I was driving to get a haircut and I get the Woj bomb. And I said, wait a minute, am I reading this right? Had to check. Is that the blue check? Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs? Because it wasn't even <laughs> on my radar. I don't uh-uh. remember hearing a single rumor about it or anything. But I'm so happy it happened. I'm so happy it happened. Because you, you, you laid it out, man. When you look back at what we saw last year from this team and what they were able to accomplish before all the injuries happened and even a little bit after that with them just staying in the mix, which is all the key injuries they have. I mean, the future is so bright. It's so bright for this Cleveland Cavaliers team. And you add a guy like Donovan Mitchell who, look, in our neck of the woods, maybe not a lot of people have watched him play a Probably ton of basketball, not. right? Utah playing 10 o'clock games yep. out of sight, out of mind. He played with Rudy Gobert, so that's a boring product when you're playing with that guy all the time. But this is a dude that's for real. And you pair him with Darius Garland, you're talking about arguably the best backcourt in the entire Eastern Conference. I believe that already right out of the gate, Yeah, and a lot of people that had looked at this trade and said, well, of course, uh, Donovan Mitchell can add scoring. What about defensive? Like, what, what defensively can he add? Well, yep. fortunately, yep. you're not going to have to add a lot because this Cavaliers team without uh, Donovan Mitchell was like fifth in defensive efficiency last season yeah. in the NBA yeah. with likely one of the youngest, if not it, likely one of the youngest, if not the youngest, actually starting five. I know if you throw Kevin Love in there, it skews it to ancient <laughs> basketball-wise. I love you, Kevin. I'm yeah. sorry. He's, he's probably not listening to this. Dropping dimes, dropping dimes. It it's incredible, uh, and but you also have to temper expectations with this. Um, I, I think they won, what, 44 games mm-hmm. last year. They were, of course, dismissed in the play-in round. Um, the game in Brooklyn is a little more forgivable than the loss to Atlanta, but the idea getting a, a Donovan Mitchell is you can avoid all of that. Yeah. So it starts tonight, game one of 82, mm-hmm. a lot of excitement. Uh, I don't have any idea what to expect in terms of a who's going to play the small forward. I should take that back, actually, because I posted a video saying that it was going to be Isaac Okoro at the small forward. Karis LeVert's still there. Yeah, I know they've got some depth on their bench that they like in that situation. But these are all good problems to have and good problems for a team that factors into an Eastern Conference race that's stacked. JB's got options. Yeah. JB has so many options. And when you look at 
you know, that three spot, as you mentioned, whether it's Isaac or whether it's Karis LeVert, I think both guys bring two different skill sets yep. to that starting five, right? You look at Isaac, you're getting more defense. You look at Karis, you're going to get more of an offensive punch. So whatever JB wants to do, I totally understand that. I lean towards the defensive thing. Like I would want more of that. That way you keep Evan from really having to guard the elite wings all the time. Like I think that's he, he can. <laughs> but I want him as that, I want him as that rim protector. Because yeah. you mentioned the guys up front. You're right. You talk Darius, you're talking Donovan Mitchell, guys that are what, six one, six two, six three, somewhere in that window on any given night, depending on what shoes they have on. Yes. But what we saw in Utah was Donovan Mitchell wasn't a great defender, but that Utah defense was great because they had the anchor. This Cleveland team has two anchors. They got two guys that you got to think about, and they're guys that even if they aren't swatting the ball into the stands, you know how it works. See, you're you're a hooper. You get in the lane. You got to think about where those guys are. Yes, at all times. It's a mental thing as well. So I think this defense is going to be really good. Offensively, they're going to be really good. I think what's really going to take this team to, let's say, a possible four seed that I think that they can accomplish it's just the development of Evan Mobley. We're watching a star being born right in front yes. of us. It's just about how quickly that's going to happen. Because if Evan Mobley comes out tonight and we start to see, oh, that jump shot's looking a lot better. Oh, he can get out to the three-point line. He's got some confidence. We know the defense is going to be there. I think the man's going to win a defensive player of the year award in his career. I honestly believe that Evan Mobley will check that box at some point in his career. But if that offense goes up to another level, we, we're really cooking with hot grease. And it's a chance for uh, Evan Mobley to get some revenge. Scotty Barnes won rookie of the year Stole last year. Stole it from Stole it. It, it was a stolen award. Yes. From Evan Mobley. And so I, I, I will say this. I'm going to miss Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. Because having three seven-footers in your front court is like, well, that's right. hilarious, right. but also very entertaining. <laughs> uh, I would be remiss because I, I think the one thing that I would like our listeners to understand here is just how we came about this organization. Mm -hmm. And again, myself from Columbus, I have family in Northeast Ohio, I've been a Browns fan all of my life, but I came upon the Cavaliers when they drafted a certain LeBron James out of Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary. Yep. And uh, I think the the thing that we've seen even recently with Joe Burrow is that Ohioans glom onto each other. Mm -hmm. We wish success for every other Ohioan. It's not, I don't think, just limited to this state. I think people from every, like people from Texas love Texans. Californias love Californians. Sure. It's a, I want him to be successful no matter where he goes, but holy bleep, he's playing for the team in, in this state. Right. Right. And the story there, you, you, you latch on to, and then you just, you're along for the ride. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm thinking you're of a similar story. Very there. similar yeah. story. Born in Baltimore, Maryland, but the majority of my life has been in Columbus, Ohio. Went to Pickerington North High School. So me, as a young and growing up and hearing about this dude, as the, that's a monster at basketball, in our backyard at St. Vincent, St. Mary, I'm like, well, who is this guy? Let me start tapping into this. And he comes down and plays a game at the shot, and you go yep. see that. And you see what it's all about. So ever since then, to your point, I follow LeBron around. I follow LeBron around. And whatever team he's been on, I've had a rooting interest in that team. But my heart has always been with the Cavs. I always have rooted for the Cavs and wanted good for the Cavs. Because when you sit down every night and you watch all those games and you have Austin Carr on the call and all those type of things, I'm emotionally attached to them and yes. always have been and always will be. So no matter where LeBron is, I'll root for that team. But I'm always going to be a Cavs fan until the day you put me under the dirty. Eh? Yes, you're going to be the one that put me six no, feet under. No, we're not. We're going to live forever <laughs> with the way science is going. I do. We'll deviate a little bit because as much love as I have for LeBron, 
and what he did coming back to Cleveland. Of course, we all probably know where we were when the decision hit. Oh, yeah. We all remember the trek to Miami and how despised and how much of a villain he was and really how uncomfortable he was kind of in that villain black hat role. <laughs> yeah. But we remember the comeback. We remember the the the, the story, the I'm back, the, the championship, the Cleveland, this is for you, and mm-hmm. doing all of that. And then there's the talk of, well, what if LeBron would come back and play for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Yes. My man, you saw the Lakers last night yes. in their loss to the Warriors. Yes. You saw the team get plastered by the defending champions. That happened. That was the team LeBron put together. Well. So when well, I say I will never not love LeBron James, the player, yeah. the person's even a better player, LeBron James, the general manager, the team constructor, I do not want any part of, but I cannot separate the three because he hasn't shown me he can separate them. Here's what I'll say. You and I have had this conversation off the air many, many times. times. And we will continue to have this as Absolutely. this season goes on. Because that was one of 82 that Los Angeles Lakers fans would love to forget. But it is nowhere near from over from that. They would love to forget that game, me. But what they don't want to forget is the production that they saw from one LeBron James last points. night. Again, 14 assists or 14. Yeah, 14 assists, eight rebounds. He was the, maybe that was flipped. The oldest player in NBA history to have more than 30 points in game one of 82. It's ridiculous. It's and absolutely can, ridiculous. And he'll keep setting more and more records i I mean he's gonna he's gonna get the scoring title probably at the end by well before the end of the season he's going to be he's gonna have it and he's going to keep stacking those accolades the older he gets and the uh, it's it's been a a decade of uh, my play hasn't dropped off longer than that it's been crazy so i want lebron to come back eventually Mm. but i've always said this and i think this is where you'll come back to my side just a little bit the untouchables have to remain the untouchables. And I think LeBron knows that he's not coming back to the land to just play with one of Evan Mobley or Darius Garland, or maybe even Donovan Mitchell. Who knows? Could you imagine? He knows that to get done what he needs to get done, those guys have to be in the mix. So he's not going to get rid of those guys. What's going to happen is the tweaking of the guys coming off the bench. And he's just going to bring in a whole bunch of shooters the way he did up in Cleveland, whether it's Kyle Korver, all the names that we saw for years. He didn't bring any shooters to Los Angeles in the offseason. That's on Rob Polinka, my friend. That is on Rob Polinka, my friend. So look, I don't even know if this is even real anymore, but if it comes back to to the forefront of a conversation and we find out that this is a real possibility, I'm in, but he, I don't think he would make that call because he doesn't want to play with dudes that aren't legitimate. And he's going to look at Darius Garland and Evan Mobley at that time. And those guys are going to be all-stars. They're going to have experience. And that's how I think this should go down. If we're finding out that he wants to get rid of those dudes, then I'm with UE. I'm completely out on him coming home. But if we can get LeBron back into the mix with the core of young guys we have going on, I'm in. I also don't know what his relationship would be with JB Bickerstaff. Because there was the David Blatt situation where the Cavaliers, first in the Eastern Conference, yeah. LeBron has David Blatt fired. Well, it looks like he, he made the he right call, ejects, right? He ejects the fighter pilot in favor of Teron Lue. It was the right call. It was the right call, e. Look, I, I don't know. Yes. It, it was me, the right call. With the benefit of hindsight, but at the time, it's ridiculous. They're first in the East. What What is going on? But to, uh, for David Blatt, and I think he turned down the ring when they offered it to him which I think I would do that too. He thought David Blatt did. He was going into a season with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Lowe, and that was going to be the team, and here was the system. And then, holy bleep, here comes LeBron James, and now my system has to get thrown out because you run an offense, every offense, through LeBron. Of course. It's a smart thing to do. It would have to be a, a kumbaya of LeBron and JB 
and their styles because JB would have to understand that while I do want my ball-dominant point guard and I do want the new guy that they brought in, mm-hmm. the Donovan Mitchell, who is also somewhat ball-dominant, yeah. the offense, I would still want them to run it through Garland. Now we're just kind of fantasy booking here. But it's LeBron. And he's going to want the rock <laughs> in his hand. But Every he's time. also he's also, throughout his career, welcomed. Kyrie welcomed a Russell Westbrook point guards he that did can, welcome Westbrook absolutely which was a terrible call on his well, front but he allowed a point guard to come in the mix true. and take a little bit off his plate I 100% with you on JB and Braun getting on the same page real quick little side note favorite LeBron and Blatt moment was the buzzer beater shot LeBron in Chicago oh yeah I, I scrapped it I, I, I scrapped it that play coach Blatt had called no 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 I scrapped Just it when he did that it. I knew it was a wrap Oh, yeah, because yeah. Like, you had read little things <laughs> leading up to that, and you had wondered how long is this going to last, and LeBron just completely ignores him. And yeah. I, I don't <laughs> ever remember hearing a story of another player just getting a call from a coach, getting a, a, a player on a team mm. that's first in their conference getting a call from the coach and saying, no, I've got this, but then actually delivering on it. Amazing, man. And then, yeah, that's the writing on the wall. Amazing. But we, you're right. We know the rest is history there. But that's We're fantasy what, booking. We're fantasy booking. That's, that's, that's around the corner. And I think that's what's fun. Of course. That's a this. beautiful thing. And all of that, even if that never happens, I think what we're looking at right now is a runway of two to three years of this young, very talented team that I think is going to be in the thick of things in the Eastern Conference. And I think that's all you can ask for. Do they get past Giannis? Do they get past Philly and uh, KD and those guys? Who knows? Who knows? But I know for a fact that this Cleveland Cavaliers team will be in the thick of the Eastern Conference, I think in the top four seeds for the next two to three years. I've got them as a five seed this year. But this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. It is. And it starts tonight. Cavs, Raptors, 730. This, the expectations, I think, we're going to have to just temper. So everybody remain calm in any and every situation. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Try to find that middle ground. But remember, it's all about, it's fun in 82. Yep. Maddie, this was fun. Yes, sir. And I'm excited to see where this evolves from here because there will be an evolution. Like likely this will be the shortest episode that we do, but we wanted to get something out there before there was tip off for the Cavaliers this season. Again, I'm Eric Reeser. That is Maddie Ice Hayes. This is very Cavalier and we will talk at you soon.